Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and today we are joined by Justin Sua. This is actually a continued conversation from last week's episode. This is a part two. So if you have not listened to last week's episode yet, please go back and listen to that first. You can get the full on conversation with Justin Sua, but this is an awesome, awesome episode here. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this. So without further ado, here's the episode. And, you know, one thing I want to touch on that you were just making me think of is, you know, throughout really this whole conversation, so many times you've mentioned like writing these things down, like, you know, if you want to start working on this stuff, write it down, you know, ask yourself this question, write it down. And I think that that's a common theme. And it's something that I really encourage to all of my clients as well is really pick up some form of journaling practice because, you know, putting your words, your thoughts down on paper, it slows things down. You can't write as fast as you can think. And it's so, so important. And I I think I wanted to bring up too that, you know, you talked about really training your brain to start to fill your cup with more gratitude. And one thing I encourage for a lot of our clients is to start a gratitude practice. Um, I combine that with a journaling practice as well. It's a simple place to start with journaling, write down, you know, three to five things that you're grateful for and really think about those things and start to train yourself to look for more things to be grateful for throughout your day. So I guess I'd be curious to know from you, like with all of these top elite athletes you work with and, you know, top corporate leaders and all of these impressive people that you've worked with over the years, what are maybe some of like the secrets that they do or you know, it's probably much simpler things than we think about, but maybe with like their morning routines or is it journaling? Is it meditation? Like what is the, the secret to these people? I love that question. I love it at the ask this question because I love to reveal to everybody that the secret is there are no secrets. That's what I love. I might, the secret is figuring out what works best for you and knowing that what works best for you evolves. It, it changes. These professional athletes are dogged about their approach to performance optimization. They are very careful on who they get their advice from, who they let inside their circle. They're very protective of their time. They're very protective of their sleeping regimen, their habits, because they don't have a lot of time. They don't. Their attention is constantly being pulled by so many people every which way. Now, what's interesting is Professional athletes don't have the corner market on that. People listening to this are busy. People listening to this are stressed out. People listening to this are very good at what they do in their domain. And what that's what I love about it. They have no secrets. There's no, everybody needs to meditate. 
everybody needs to journal. Everybody needs to do self-talk or whatever it may be. I want to double click on what you just said, Vanessa, in terms of self-reflective practice. You are the hero of your own journey. And I think that's what these professional athletes do is they realize they're their own hero. They need to figure out what works best for them. The best teaching that they do is when they teach themselves through success, through failures, through learning from others, through having a great coach. And if the people who are listening to this can practice, can have a self-reflection practice, what am I doing well? What can I do better? What am I learning? What am I going to do better tomorrow? And then constantly go back and just reflect. What am I going to do better? Okay, what can I, how can I improve? What do I need to change? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to keep doing? And constantly go back and learn from your failures and learn from your successes. You are going to accelerate your learning. You're going to become a better decision maker. You're going to snap out of your biases. You are going to be willing to change your approach to things. I think where people get clogged up is they have this one way to do things. This works for me. And they never change. Instead of evolving and updating their beliefs. I think the best in the world truly know that beliefs are hypotheses to be tested and not treasures to be guarded. If you want to take your performance to the next level, you need to be adaptable, not just physically, but mentally as well. You need to be able to say, you know what? I used to believe this thing, but now I don't believe it anymore. It doesn't work for me. Now that worked for me when I was single and in college, that doesn't work for me as a mother with two children. That worked for me when I worked in this job. That doesn't work for me now that I'm working in this job. And so if you keep your mind open and know that you're flexible, your beliefs are flexible, your strategies are flexible, your routines are flexible, you are going to be a growing machine. And that is what pro athletes do and professional organizations do. They're nimble. They're flexible. They always adapt because it's highly competitive and everyone's trying to gather data, uh, analytics. Uh, everyone is stretching. Everyone is working out. Everyone is sleeping, uh, optimizing sleep. Everyone is trying to optimize their mental side. It's who can learn faster and who could adapt quicker. And I think that is uh, embedded in that answer. I think I named a lot of different things and it was kind of sloppy what, how I gave, delivered that answer. But I think it, 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 it just signals that there are no secrets. And, um, and just do what works best for you right now. I love it. And I think it's awesome because like you said, I would not describe that as a sloppy answer, by the way, but I think you covered a lot of different things. And for anybody, when you listen to those things, you naturally, I feel like tend to pull out the thing that's probably most likely going to be what you need or what's going to work for you. And that's the important thing to remember is you don't need to do all those things. Try one thing, see if it works for you for a little while. And then if not, maybe come back to this and try something different. It's really that simple. Well, um, I think the only other question that I really still wanted to ask is, you know, when it comes to working on your mindset, like let's say, okay, you know, I listen to this podcast, like Justin, I'm in it. I believe you. I'm going to work on my mindset this year. Like I'm going to train my brain. Like I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to really have this like elite mindset and as you've said many, many times, I think in your podcasts and just across different avenues is you always talk about embracing that boredom of consistency. 
and recognizing that, you know, you might listen to an episode like this. You might feel that like magic that comes with the new year and just get all this excitement and be like, I'm going to do it this year. I'm motivated. Like, let's go. But then you dive into it and life happens and work happens and just all these things start to get in your way. And suddenly it doesn't feel so motivating anymore. So how could somebody actually start to get consistent, embrace that boredom of consistency, and really just trust the process of just putting the work day in and day out when it doesn't feel like what you want to do? Yeah, I I think it starts with priming yourself. When you set your goal, when you set your heart and your mind on achieving something, whether it be building a new habit or achieving an outcome goal, and again, there's process goals, outcome goals, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter which, whichever one drives you the most. What often happens is people underestimate how hard it's going to be and how long it's going to take. A question I love to ask people to ask themselves is, what are the odds that you're going to achieve this goal? Like, what is the probability that you're going to achieve it? To be realistic about it, because chances are the odds are a lot lower than you think they are. A lot lower than you think they are. The people who I work with are in the 1% of the world to be where they're less than 1%, to be at the tip of the spear, the, the, the tip of the spear, the best of the best in the world. They're less than 1%. So the odds were against them the entire way. They had, there's no reason they should be there. there there's no reason. But if you take a look at each one of them, a common thread is, number one, they loved it. They loved their sport. They love it. They didn't do it for, yes, the outcome was great. They worked for it, but they loved the process. And Steve Jobs said it. He goes, you have to love it. Whatever you set out to do, you have to love it and know that you're going to love the process because any rational person would quit. If you look at the odds and the odds are like 5% chance you're going to achieve this thing, if you don't love it, might as well find something else that you love because it's going to be very, very, very difficult. It's not the, any rational person wouldn't do it. But the reason you do it is because you love it. You love the process. You love the journey. You, you, you're going to grow into it. There's more to it than just the, the finish line. You, you're going to appreciate the journey. Number two is just because the odds are low, I don't say that to say, oh, you're not going to achieve it. Just because they're low, that doesn't mean don't do it. That means... Heck yeah, you definitely do it. Anyone who's achieved anything great, the odds were against them. Every Super Bowl win, uh, winner, the odds were against them. Everyone who achieved their uh, the major, the major leagues, NHL, NBA, the odds were against them, but they did it anyway. And so if you're looking at this, and I'm asking you to put an odds to you, the probability of you achieving it, and if you see, if you're like, oh, it's about 20%, anyone else would say, then don't do it. No, don't waste your time. I'm saying, do you love it? If you look at me, you're like, I love it. I'm saying then, yes, go do it. But the reason we say identify your odds is so that you get into that head and, my, and that heart of yours that it's going to be hard. You are going to face obstacles. Then we make a list. What are those obstacles? This might happen, and this might happen, and this might happen. I might get bored. I might lose motivation. I might get injured. All of these obstacles. And then you identify, okay. When that happens, not if, but when those things happen, how are you going to choose to respond? Okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. So once you have your goal, then you have your why, then you establish your obstacles. What's going to get in the way of it? 
And then you have a plan. What's my plan to overcome those obstacles to be able to get to it? So it's the GWAP model. G, have your goal. W, have a Y. O, have your, identify your obstacles. P, have a plan for those obstacles. And embracing the boredom of consistency, it's knowing that, all right, I have to, I don't have to, I'm going to do these things little by little. Just start small. Let me start small and slowly build on it. And when you establish these habits, at first they're going to be unbearable. But if you stick with it, then it's going to be uncomfortable. But then if you stick with it, it's going to be unbreakable. There are some things that you do. The things that you do, people have probably asked you, how do you do that? How do you wake up in the morning and just do that? How do you eat so healthy? How are you so calm in this situation? And some of you listening to this are thinking, I don't know. I just do it. I don't even have to think about it. It's almost not even discipline. You don't have to motivate yourself to do it. It's not even, you just do it because that's just who you are. You've automized it. And that's what it goes. At first, you might have to motivate yourself. And then you get through it. And then now you're disciplined. You do it because you're disciplined. You do it even though you don't feel like it. You do it because you're disciplined. But if you keep doing it, you do it because that's just who you are. It's a, it's automized. It's program, cr- programmed into, into you. And people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. You're like, I'm not so amazing. I just love to read. I just love to eat healthy. I just love how it feels. I'm not motivated. I'm not driven. I'm not disciplined. It's just what I do. And that moment will come. If you embrace the boredom of consistency, but it is going to be boring. It's going to be hard. You just have to continue to chip away, chip away, chip away and give your best every day and know that your best is going to look different from day to day. That's amazing. Um, Justin, I told you I would do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to it again. Um, so with you mentioning that, you know, it's going to get boring, it's going to be hard and, and it's going to be something that you have to work on day after day. Um, how I, I know one of the your 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 stories that you mentioned is the law of the bamboo tree and how that can kind of um, relate to a, a health and fitness journey where um, you know it doesn't happen overnight. Is could you kind of go over that story or that that uh, parable really quickly and, and and elaborate on it? The legend of the bamboo tree is one of my favorites when it comes to this topic. There are going to be moments when you go into the new year or you have your goal. And you work at it 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 only to realize that you're not getting the results. The output is not matching the input. The result is not matching the effort you're putting in and you get frustrated. And what do normal people do? They quit. They quit. It's not worth it. I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor. If that's you, when that's you, I would, I would invite you to remember the law of the bamboo tree. So imagine taking a bamboo seed and planting it in the earth and you get it from this gardener, uh, this, this bamboo specialist who says, Hey, two rules, water it every day and be patient. So you go in and the first, and you start to water it, you're watering it. You're giving it time. You're giving it light. Mind you, you're not overwatering it. We'll just assume that you're not overwatering it. You're doing everything you can so that it flourishes. The environment's great. Your habits are great. You've established how often to water and how long, and you're doing wonderful. After one year, your bamboo tree grows zero inches, zero feet. You go to the, the guru and you say, hey, I've watered it. Every, I've watered it. I've done everything you told me, and I'm, I've seen nothing. 
And he says, keep watering it and be patient. You go and you continue to water it. The next year, after year two, zero feet. Go to the guru, says the same thing. Year three, zero feet. Year four, zero feet. You are absolutely frustrated. You have just done this for four straight years and you see no results. But you remember the words of the guru. Keep watering the bamboo and give it time. You continue to water it through year five. And in year five, this bamboo seed ends up growing 60 feet or 90 feet rather in the first six weeks of year five. Now, you might be thinking, oh, it grew 90 feet in six weeks. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. All of this came from the years of compound habits as you watered it every single day, even though you weren't seeing the results. What was invisible to the eye is that before it shot up through the ground, it was building this deep network of roots. It was building a deep foundation knowing that it was going to shoot up later on so it had to build deep foundation that was invisible to the eye. But you kept sticking with your routine and you didn't see the fruits of your labor until five years later. So if any of you are struggling, you're hitting the gym, you're getting your eight hours of sleep, you're drinking, you're hydrating effectively, you're eating healthy, you're meditating, whatever you're doing, you know the process is right, but you're not seeing the results. My invitation to you is to keep watering the bamboo. Keep watering the bamboo and be patient. Embrace the power of compounding habits and know that little by little, a little becomes a lot. Yeah, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing it. And I think one extra point I wanted to add to that is to obviously, yes, be patient and it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but also sit back and appreciate and admire every single part of that whole process, right? I mean, admire the, the days when you made it to the gym and, and perhaps you had zero determination, zero motivation to go in there because at the end of the day, you know, you're not worth what you're, you're, or it, your self-worth is not you being in the gym. Your self-worth is not you achieving that goal. You're still a person. You're still somebody that deserves love and, and, and appreciation and value and all that stuff. So uh, just a kind of quick reminder there that, you know, even though you are in a process that is going to change you or, or you're trying to reach a goal, you still need to love every single aspect of that uh, process. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, Justin, I think, you know, you brought a great point of, of you know, perhaps people that um, like to, uh, I don't know, compare themselves to others and say, well, you know, that person's been working out for 10 years. That person's been nutrition training for 10 years. He's got a coach. He's got this. He's got that. What would you say to somebody that thinks that perhaps they should have started at the end of last year or that, that should have started earlier but perhaps didn't and now they realize that they have a long ways to go? So then they tell themselves, you know, why bother? Like what, what would you say to somebody to say, you know, start now. It's okay to start now. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite quotes around this topic is the best, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. And I think that it's a trap. It's, it's a trap to tell our, when we tell ourselves, oh, it's too late. Oh, it's too, I can't get started now. You can find so many stories of people who started late in life, um, but went on to be incredibly successful. And again, success is relative. Um, so many opportunities. And what happens a lot of times is a lot of our negative thoughts 
are a function of our mind trying to protect ourselves. Uh, it, it, we're, the reason you're saying that to yourself is deep down, it's an excuse. You're trying to make an excuse for yourself. You might not even believe that, but you're trying to make an excuse. Oh, I'm too late. I'm too late. Because you know that it's going to get you outside your comfort zone. You know that it's going to require you to make, create new habits. You know it's going to require you to stop spending hours and hours playing video games or stop doing unhealthy things that you love, that you want to cling to. And so the story you tell yourself is, oh, it's too late. Or the story you tell yourself is, oh, I'm not her. I'm not him. Or the story you tell yourself is, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a business person. I'm not creative. Oh, my parents uh, won't let me do this. Those are all the stories. Those are all excuses. And when you defend your excuses, you get to keep them. You get to keep them. And, and for those of you who are struggling through that, just be aware. Be aware of those stories you're telling yourself and where they might be coming from. You might just gently have to tell your mind, I see what you're doing. Thank you for trying to protect me. It is going to be hard. I am going to fail, make mistakes. We are going to have to make some adjustments. I am going to get embarrassed sometimes, but we'll be all right. Let's step into the unknown. And your mind is going to be like, okay, I'm done making excuses. Let's go do this. And when you start to go, your mind is going to come up with more excuses. It's going to be that resistance trying to pull you back in the form of, again, great reasons not to do it. Great reasons. Your mind's going to do everything it can to protect you. You just to gently tell it, thank you. Thank you. We'll be all right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And the bigger the dream, the stronger the resistance. Just be mindful of that. Amazing. I think there is not a better way to close this podcast out except that, you know, I mean, Justin, we, we've been listening to your podcast for years now. We love everything you have to say. And I hope that after this, our listeners are going to feel the same way if they don't already listen to your podcast. But let's maybe do some quick rapid fire questions to really see if our listeners can connect with you and like you even more. Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. These um, will be quick, Justin. You want to kick us off here, Omar? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so number one, pancakes or waffles? Waffles, for sure. Ooh, okay. Nice. Uh, favorite way to work out? Uh, I love favorite way to work out. Um, can you clarify? Like, like, like would it be like CrossFit or powerlifting or or just favorite ex- way to endurance? exercise? Any kind of way to move your body? Uh, I I love to get my heart rate up. I just love to get a get my heart like light weights, high reps, running, um, box jumps, things like that. I just love to feel that heart rate going. Nice, very cool. Um, what is the best book you've read this year? Best book I've read this year is a book called um, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. I love that book. I'm writing this one down, Justin, because I need to read it too now. Yeah, we're actually asking <laughs> for a recommendation. Exactly. Um, what is one thing that happened this year that you're grateful for? One thing that happened this year that I'm grateful for is... Um, a really good question. This is going to sound this is going to sound really weird, but my my kids they're they're pretty they're in their own careers right now. A fifteen, a fourteen, and thirteen year old, and so uh, they my thirteen year old in in Hollywood. She acts. My son is a music producer. Some of the top um, uh, uh, mus- musicians in the world, artists in the world, 
they had some pretty big failures this year, very big failures this year. I had some pretty big failures this year, Um, some family struggles, adversities. We learned some very valuable lessons as a family this year through that we would never have learned otherwise had my kids and myself, my wife, not experienced the heartbreak that we did. So uh, we weren't grateful in the moment, but now we look back, we're like, okay, lessons learned, and uh, we're grateful for them. I thought, to be honest with you, I thought you were going to say coming on the Vanessa G. Fit cast was going to be the most grateful thing. That was a close second. That was a close second. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I love it. Um, My next one is, if you could put put a billboard anywhere in the world, what would it say and where would you put it? Oh, wow. That's a really, really good question. Uh, What would it say and where would I put it? Um, uh, I would probably say... I would probably say uh, it would probably say keep the main thing the main thing. It would be a question. It would be a question. Uh, what's important now? What's important now? That would be the question. And I would probably put it. Um, I would probably put it outside of gyms. I'd probably put it outside of gyms because I think or or, or sporting events. Just to help people just really remember, okay, what, what, what matters most? What is most important? I think when we go to places uh, where we can over-index, oh, fitness is the most important or, or sports is the most important. It just helps you kind of rejar your mind. Hey, what, 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 what's important now? What, what's tr- or maybe what's truly important? What's truly important with a yeah, question mark? Just to have someone just answer that question for yourself. Such a good yeah. one. Well, um two more and then we'll let you go um okay what is a guilty pleasure that you have that maybe people would be surprised to hear about you every time not every time um but a lot of times uh when i go shopping i one of my gifts that i give to myself because <laughs> i can't stand shopping i can't stand grocery shopping can't stand it is i get a little uh, a little bag of gummy bears for myself there you go. I like it. <laughs> I, love, I love licorice or gummy candies. Yeah. So that's a guilty pleasure. I love it. Uh, last one for me, Justin. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? I am most looking forward to starting my doctorate, actually. So I'm excited. I started in January. And so I'm like, pumped. Man, never stop learning. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. Well, Thank you again so much for your time here, Justin. Um, I, for all of our listeners, I would definitely encourage you like 10 out of 10, go subscribe to the Increase Your Impact podcast. It's on iTunes and Spotify. Do it now. You will not regret it. Um, And if you're not already also, you know, subscribe to his YouTube channel. He puts out awesome videos every week that are a little bit longer form as well. Um, Justin, would you like to share where our listeners can connect with you? Social media, uh, Instagram or Twitter at Justin Sua, J-U-S-T-I-N-S-U-A. And uh, I have a link there. Just I'm, You can find me there and all of my other stuff. Just go to those two platforms and you'll be able to find me. Awesome. Great. Well, that is all from us. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Vanessa G Fitcast. And we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. 
Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.